0: We are live. Welcome to the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. This is the Back Row Redskins Show, and I got some friends with me here tonight, man. We're going to talk all things Washington football. First guy I'm going to bring up to the stage is my guy, Redskins Weekly. What's good, man?
1: What's up, Manny? Thanks for having me, man.
0: Absolutely. It's been a long time coming, man. long time coming. We were supposed to collab a long time ago, and I'm glad that you're here. Next person I'm going to bring up on the stage
2: is my guy, Mike.
0: What are you do, Mike, man? What's
2: good, brother? What's happening, man? I'm just, I'm here. I'm excited. I'm ready to talk some football, man. I'm just ready to go. Absolutely. This is Mike from the Mike and Eddie podcast, so you
0: guys make sure you guys check out his show. Last but not least, the beast from the Middle East, my brother, Steve Lim from the washington football addicts what to do brother
3: hey what's up manny what's up fellas hey thanks for having me happy to be here absolutely Let's go. Man,
0: absolutely and in the crowd in the crowd we got um spdm what up man what up what to do we got ladarius grant in the building what's up what's up what's up so man we're gonna talk washington football tons of topics we can go any way but um, I wanted to kick this thing off with Jonathan Allen. That's the biggest storyline right now. His contract is coming up. Um, I, I was hearing him talking today, and he was saying that you know he wants to be here. He keeps saying, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to be. I want to be here. For one, he's going to get the most money here, right? But then there are guys, even in the crowd right now, like my guy, Roger Smith, who mentioned to me earlier today on a video that I dropped, he said that it's going to be impossible for the Washington football team to keep the entire forefront on it, on the defensive line. He says that we are deep at the tackle position. So we're going to go around the frames, and I just want to get you guys' opinion on Jonathan Allen. Do you guys think we signed Jonathan Allen? I mean, at this point, we almost have to. It's almost impossible to trade him at this point. If you trade him at this point, you're not going to get fair value. If you trade him at the tra- at the trade deadline, you might be able to get something. But Redskins weekly, man, talk to me. What do you think we do this year with Jonathan Allen?
1: Okay, so with Jonathan Allen, it's, it's I'm gonna be real. From a coach's standpoint, the coaches love him. You know he's leadership guy. Far as productive wise, he's pretty good productive. So I would say we sign him now. Like your man, your your friend made a good point that we can't stop sign like keep the whole D line. And me personally, it's some guys like out, like I don't know how I feel about him getting the most on his team, but I see the way he's directing his uh, how he has the D line and how the right. coaches and everybody loves him. So if I would rather him be on the team than let him walk, you know what I mean. But, mm-hmm. So him being the highest paid, I don't really know how I feel about that, but I, it's better for him to be here than not be here. I feel like.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. What about you, Steve?
3: I mean, yeah, I'm kind of with the Redskins weekly. So he's a locker room guy. He's a leader. He does everything you need him to do. Uh, he took a leadership role last year. His numbers might not be where you know, like Aaron Donald numbers for defensive tackles. Fletcher right. Cox. But he's he is him and Painter like the premier defensive tackles on the team. So I think they they have they they should resign him. Uh, but they're gonna have to really choose between him, him, and uh, him and Duran another year apart. But uh, I, I think they would choose Allen over Duran, uh, because we, we do have Maddie, Maddie, I back there, and then um, you know, hey, Tim Settles back there in the, in the shadows, too.
0: Absolutely, man. Roger says, No one knows the DT, um, that they didn't like the change last year. Whoever gets traded out of the bunch is him. Okay, uh, fair point, Mike. Talk to
2: us, man. Jonathan Allen, what do we do? I think everybody knows that he's kind of a Rivera guy. Mm-hmm. Like, based on what we've heard from Coach Rivera, from other media members, like, it's kind of almost a lock that they're going to extend him. And like Steve and Weekly said, I fear that it's going to cost us the wrong pain. Like, yeah. I just don't know how to explain it, but I feel like <laughs> – Dude might be getting traded next off season for real, and that kind of hurts. Well, um, so Deron Payne is what year three or four right now. I think
0: you fourth. This is his fourth year. This is his fourth year, so that means that means we have him for at least one more year. They're gonna fifth year him for sure, right? So, (laughs) I mean, it's gonna be almost impossible to keep all these guys, but I'm a Deron Payne guy. But the best thing to do is even if you give Jonathan Allen some money, you can still move him. You know, I know the contract could be crazy, (laughs) you know, and when you trade a contract, right, you're not going to get maximum value. We saw what happened when the – what's that team? San Francisco traded a guy from their top defensive line, and I think he went for, what, a second round or a first rounder? I think he went for a first round, but at the time he hasn't gotten paid. So it was like a first-round trade. Then when the coach got him, the coach then extended him. So it was valuable for the coach to give up that first-round pick to get the guy, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it's kind of crazy. If you're going to trade a, 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 a Allen, this is the time to do it. If you're going to trade Payne, you want to do it while he's still on that rookie contract. Let's see what SP is saying. It says, y'all are tripping. They will sign all four and prioritize the D-line above all positions. If I had to choose – Allen, I would go – I mean, I would choose Allen to go before Payne. I mean, I feel you on that. Like, I've even done a show where I say there's a scenario where we sign all four. Now – I agree. The rest of the roster is going to be patch and go. Ron Rivera is great at finding the J.D. McKissicks and the Logan Thomases and drafting. As long as you continue to draft and keep the team young, you're not paying any big contracts. Outside of the top four defensive linemen, right – the only other guy worth getting paid is Terry. So if those are your five highest paid guys, everybody else is patching go. You got to find you a rookie quarterback that you can build around. I mean, when contracts like you're going to see guys like possibly Kendall Fuller getting moved, you're going to see some guys getting cut. You know, in order to keep this D line together, I think they're going to do everything they can to keep this D line together. They're going to continue to fifth year people and fifth year people and fifth year people. Then when it's your turn to get paid, you get paid. So I think that Allen and Payne both get paid. That's my prediction. And then when we get to Montez Sweat and Chase, that's going to take care of itself when it takes care of itself. You got to keep the talent together. I mean, you just can't say, "Oh, because we can't pay everybody." They would rather get rid of Kendall Fuller. They would rather get rid of. Some of these other higher, you know, higher paid guys in order to keep these guys. I mean, these are premier guys. Uh, like Steve said, you know, Allen probably didn't have the numbers that we all wanted last year, but look at the impact, he's the leader. It's like to me, Deron Payne is the guy, right? But Allen is the leader, so I mean, it is hard to find. What'd you say? I,
3: I say, many the the advanced metrics are there for Allen. If you guys like to study those advanced metrics, like you know, mm-hmm. football outsiders stuff like that, I like to study the, the 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 metrics. But just don't forget, like you said, when when they get rid of Collins next year, they're going to save twelve million dollars. They're going to get rid of him. That's my personal belief. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I'm sure we will. But when they get right. rid of Collins, that's a twelve million dollar cap savings Hello. when they get for twenty twenty two. So there's Hello. your money right there,
0: bars bars. That's why he's on the show tonight. <laughs> That's Mr. Bars. All right. So we're going to go ahead and just transition to Landon Collins. There's going to be two guys that we get rid of rather soon. I mean, you've seen us getting rid of guys that have been around for a long time. We all knew Kerrigan wasn't going to be around, right? He's gone to open up for the younger guys. Uh, Morgan Moses, he's gone. And that was, that was a nice little saving. $7 million is a lot. Now Landon Collins, He's definitely going to be on the team this year because if you let him go, you lose money. So you might as well get something out of Landon Collins. I think he's going to provide some kind of value. Maybe he's the guy that we trade at the trade deadline. I'm just saying, even if we can trade him for a third-round pick, that's awesome. If he walks – well he, well, he can't walk because we got to cut him. So, I mean, if you can get even a seventh-rounder, anything you can get for this guy mid season could be awesome. You know what I'm saying? Even – in the um, off season next year. So Landon Collins weekly, what is your prediction for Landon Collins? Do you see him on the squad uh, this year? Do you see him leaving next year? Talk to me about Landon Collins and what you feel could happen.
1: Uh, I I see him definitely on the squad this year playing a uh, a significant role, but Mm -hmm. I don't see him next year. I don't think he's part of our plans going forward though. You you know, that's what I mean. We have to step up and, you know, the play. So I don't think he's part of our future. I mean no, I he's definitely not gonna, part when of the future. He got landed, don't get me wrong, I was happy and I feel like year one and year two. He I don't he digressed to me. I don't know, but I don't see him part of our future. No, so I think he'd be here this year, but not mm-hmm. definitely not next season.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Because I mean like this year the money's pretty much guaranteed. Right. It's not, it's uh, it's
2: guaranteed. <laughs> so right so I mean,
1: where's
0: look,
2: yeah, go ahead, Mike. Another thing about another thing about land it's it's the contract. <laughs> if he wasn't making so much money. Um, Players and fans, I mean, not players, but fans, they'll be cool with him. But because he's making so much bread on that contract and is not producing the way people expected him to, the worst thing that could have happened was Curl coming in and balling last year because that put even more of a spotlight on his money for his contract. But like y'all said, he's making way too much money. They have to get rid of him next year because he's not going to restructure anything. They have to get rid of that man. Absolutely. Steve.
3: Yeah, I I kind of agree with everybody else. Um, He'll play a role this year. But what worries me is for those that know the D.C. sports teams. So he's coming off an Achilles, right? What Mm -hmm. happens when you when you usually tear one Achilles, you come back and sometimes you care. You tear the other one. So that's my biggest fear is that. Yeah. He's just going to get hurt. So I hope he stays healthy. And I was like you said, I was proud to have him. I'm like, man, we got st 21 you know, rebirth. Mm-hmm. But right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he'll, he'll be fine this year, but I don't, I don't think he's here next year. Just Yeah, I money. mean,
0: and there's no way that he re- reconstructs his contract. Nobody gives back money. You know what I'm saying? He'd rather just go ahead and get cut, take what he can, and then go somewhere else and find a role, start. I mean, he's going to find a job. You know, that's that's the easy part. Roger Smith is still on this Jonathan Allen thing. (laughs) He said that, you know, Jonathan Allen does not command double team. He's undersized. He's overrated and you can't pay him anywhere close. 18 million. I would say this. You pay what the market says to keep your guys. I, I mean, it just is what it is. It, look, if somebody's going to get overpaid, why not our guys? I mean, we, we've we been getting other guys, right? We we go out and we bring in, bring in free agents. So I think it's time that we start taking care of our free agents. Brandon Sheriff is another guy that I think is gone. So if Sheriff and Landon Collins are gone, that's a lot of money. But we're going to get into Sheriff in just a minute. Uh, Asan Moore said, what's up, man? What's good, bro? What's good? We got the reel on the stream. We got Brandon on the stream. Brandon says, stats lie. Allen has impact uh, so much greater than just stats. And I agree. I agree. He is a big part of what we do. Uh, Asan says that Allen should probably get uh, between 14 to $16 million a year. That would be a miracle. Um, <laughs> I'll take it, though. Uh, the Real says, I'm liking the new background, Manny. Hey, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Uh, who else I got here? SB says 16.5 million for Allen. That's I mean, that's excellent. That would I would put him at number seven.
3: Million. Number seven in the league. So that's about right, I think.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's that's a very good amount. Great, great, great point, SP. Um and the comments are flying right now. So Allen needs to take a hometown discount. Yes, he does. If he because if you want to stay here, we're gonna pay you something that we feel is fair, but at the same time, reward us. For, you know, wanting to keep you, wanting to keep this team together. Because we're trying to build something special. And if people start getting greedy, and, I mean, I get it. It's all about getting your money. You get your money. You get as much of it as you can, as much as you can while you're young. I get that. But, you know, we're going to negotiate, and we're going to see what happens. But let's go ahead and transition to Brandon Sheriff. Uh, (laughs) I had Rod on the show, I think, last week or the week before. And he was praying. He's praying for Brandon Sheriff. Uh. Look, here's my whole thing with Brandon Sheriff. I'm going to go ahead and give him my take, and then I'm going to pass it on to you guys. Brandon Sheriff is a good player, even a great player. But the thing is, with the age and the injury history, I don't know. You know, as people get older, (laughs) they can get injured. You know what I'm saying? So that's my biggest thing with Sheriff. Now, if it's a short-term deal, two- to three-year deal, cool. I'm okay with that. But you're talking, he's going to want a four- to five-year deal, and he's going to want at least 60% of that. Guaranteed, fully guaranteed. Maybe, maybe seventy percent. So weekly, man, talk to me about Brandon Sheriff and what you think um, happens this off uh, this season, next season. <laughs> bro, this
1: is a tough. I really can't. I really don't know. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with Brandon Sheriff because I don't know because he's going to tag. He's getting paid eighteen million, so he's going to want something like that for a, like we said, four or five year deal. Right. He's getting the injury but I like him when he's in there. Like, I'm confident and I feel good when he's in the lineup. But, like you said, right. he had an injury. So, I, to be honest with you, I can't really answer that question. Like, I don't know. Really right, really right.
0: <laughs> I, you. I feel like, you, man. The Western
1: guys think, I really don't know the answer to that. I don't
0: know. I, I feel you, man. We got a special guest in the crowd. We got Pro Tech Sports in the building. What up, bro? What up, bro? What's good? What's good, Steve? Man, what you think about Brandon Sheriff, man?
3: Man, I I wish he would stay. I don't. I don't think he's gonna stay because they've already. This is the second, uh, second franchise tag, and that's the basement for the for the deal. You don't. You don't get signed below what you were making on the franchise tag. Look. Look look at Dak, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's he's gonna want Zach Martin money. He's gonna want. Uh, with the other guy on the Chiefs, another guard on the Chiefs, making a big, big, big squirrel out there. So I'd I love to keep him stay, but it's a business decision. I think he's right. gone. We got Cosme. We'll be, we'll be good.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the franchise tag is so disrespectful. When they slap you with one, that's an insult. When they slap you with two, it's deuces, man. It's deuces. Like, I mean, we're not going to pay a guard $20 million a year. That's what he's going to want. But he is not gonna get that money anywhere else as well. I think his price is probably gonna be around fifteen to sixteen million elsewhere. But with us, it's gonna be about eighteen to twenty. That's the starting point. You know, so it's just not worth it. We should have got a
2: deal done years
0: ago. We didn't do it, and now we are where we are.
2: Mike, talk to me. And, Sheriff. And that's what I'm saying. He's already making well over the um Highest amount for a guard in the league, yeah, eighteen mil. The second person is sixteen. Mm-hmm. So, like, he has the buddy. What else right. do you want? Like, right. do you want us to give you a seven-year deal? <laughs> I felt like three-year at eighteen million was more than, exactly. um, more than enough. But I don't think he wants to be here. He doesn't want to be here. He doesn't. <laughs>
1: That's a great point. I feel like that too. I just never wanted to say that. <laughs> like, I don't be here. And
2: I'm like if if he if he doesn't want to be here, probably should have got traded um before the franchise tag, but I mean if they bring him back if he want to stay it's good because like y'all said he's an elite all-pro guard. But yeah. He already getting 18 million. What more do you want?
0: Absolutely. So in the crowd I got my boy Brandon. I call him Mr. Stats. Mr. Stats cuz he knows his stats. So he got uh, he says Allen was fourth in tackles. Uh, second in QB hits, ranked as the 18th best interior lineman in the NFL. Let's remember 2020 was his first season at DT. Yeah, you know, when you play that 4-3, that 3-4, that 3-4 is different. That 3-4, pretty much everybody is a DN on that 3-4 with a guy, you know, playing that nose. Um, So, yeah, first year in that 4-3, he played well. And people say he doesn't command a double team. Let's see what he does in 2021. Then we can make our decision on, oh, and you know what? The team might do that. The team might say, you know what? Play out this year. Let's see how you do. And then we're going to pay you the market value. But my thing is, if we wait till later, price goes up. Because you got to do this deal blindly. If you do it blindly and it works, you're a genius. If you wait and he turns into an all pro, like Sheriff, then you're talking about some serious money. And it, it could possibly happen. Everybody else around Allen can elevate him. It's possible. So, um, yeah, uh, let's move on. Next topic I want to talk about is who do you guys think is the QB two? For this topic, I can't talk because I'm dropping a video on Friday, but I am going to learn from everything that you guys are saying, then I'm going to drop my video Friday. So somebody asked this question because, uh, you know, you, you see Taylor Heineke, He's out there. He's getting big. He's getting swole. He's getting jacked. Because he can't stay healthy. Every time he steps on the field, he gets hit, and he's like, my neck, I broke my back, spinal, right? So you got to have, (laughs) you got to get bigger, you got to get stronger, and then you got Kyle Allen who's coming off of injury. So Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, talk to me weekly. Who do you think is a QB2 this year?
1: Well, I guess, like, I hear a lot of fans, and me too. I would want to say Heineke, but I can't give it to him yet. I still think Kyle Allen is a QB2. That's, I do see foot like I'm more I'm riding Heineke be the QB two and I'm, I like Heineke and the fans like Heineke, but I still think they're comfortable with Kyle Allen. If it's like if something goes down or if something happens, like say we're like four and four, I think they're more comfortable with Kyle Allen. That's just how I feel.
0: I can't say anything, Uh Steve. Man, what do you think, <laughs> man? Talk to me. I want to talk so bad,
3: but I
1: can't say anything.
3: Yeah, right. I got a complex answer. The number two QB two for this year is Taylor Heineke. Only because they want Kyle Allen to be QB one next year, so he's gonna start on the pup. They are saving him. They love Kyle Allen above anything else. They are in love with Kyle Allen. So Taylor Heineke will be the QB two uh, going in the season. They'll 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 keep uh, Kyle Allen all nice. Just you know, either a three or pup or, or something. That's my prediction.
0: Right. I can't say much, but I can say Heineke. All right, uh, Mike,
2: man, talk to me. Uh, Piggybacking off of what Steve just said, I think Kyle Allen is Rivera's guy. That's what has been reported. That's what it seems like, and I don't necessarily get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he didn't really play too bad last year when he did. That Rams game, of course, was horrible, but that was kind of a bad game for everyone. Um, I think Heineke is um, Scott's guy, though. I think uh, Turner loves Heineke and Mm -hmm. he wants him to be the starter or the QB2. But at the end of the day, like everyone says, for some reason, like I said, I I can't explain it. Don't get me to explain it, but they love Kyle Allen. So theoretically speaking, he's QB2. But because of his injury, Heineke will start the season at QB2. Awesome
0: man. Asan uh, said Heineke for uh, for me, he's been something amazing in minicamp and OTAs don't sleep on Kyle Allen because he can show something and light up and light it up. But Heineke is our number two. Brandon says TH4 only because Allen is coming back from injury. TH4 hmm. secured
2: the QV2 job with the playoff appearance. So I'll say this about Heineke real quick though, man. Uh-huh. Um I, I didn't expect him to put on that muscle. I ain't going front of the mm-hmm. job. And that's what that picture. I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, whoa, what's going on? So I if mean, he could be more durable, then, of course, if you can get that Tampa game um, going and him not get injured, then, of course, that's a great quarterback. But that durability scared me. Absolutely. And since we're on quarterbacks, I might as well just go
0: ahead and give Spanish Jesus, Stephen Montez, <laughs> His two minutes of fame on the show. Uh, (laughs) Rod hates Steven Montez, but hey, Steven Montez, he's been itching to play, man. He's been itching to play, but I don't think he is anything more than a number three, you know, if somebody gets hurt. But Steven Montez, look, he wants to play any position. He reminds me of Taysom Hill right now. I haven't seen him play. I'm not going to lie. I have not seen any tapes, nothing on Steven Montez, not even college stuff, but. They said he's been running routes in practice. He's been doing some non-quarterback drills. So maybe this is a guy that makes the team maybe Ron Rivera gives him a, like a some kind of spot. I don't even know where, you know, you know, he can call him a tight end. He can call him, I don't know, a safety just to just get this guy. But then I, I also think he's gonna be part of that of that practice squad and just be in the pipeline just in case somebody gets hurt or you need an extra tight end or you need an extra this, extra that. So it's going to be interesting. Have you guys seen or heard anything about Stephen Montez?
3: Nothing, except for what you Nothing. just said. Just what you did. He wants to play. He's he's catching the ball. He's running routes. And I don't I, I don't know if the COVID rules have changed this year to where you can't pluck people off practice squads again, because that'll play into a factor, too, because last year you couldn't pluck players uh, right this year. I believe if you're if you had under under like one year of games under your belt, you can be you can be plucked according to traditional rules. So they could lose them if they try to stash them. I don't know.
0: Exactly. And this leads me to a whole nother topic. This is a hot one right here me and Brandon was going back and forth on the video. I was saying that the team keeps three tight ends. And if we're keeping three tight ends, here's Brandon's three tight ends. Brandon says, you know, obviously we're going to keep Logan Thomas. That's one. Number two, we're going to keep um, Bates, obviously, you know, and then number three, he says Reyes, right? But my three is not Reyes, but it's Seals Jones, because obviously you need a veteran. Knocking on wood, if Logan Thomas goes down, then you're rolling out there with John Bates and Simmons Reyes, a guy who's still a project right now. So I said Simmons Reyes goes to the practice squad, but he's saying that Simmons Reyes is too valuable to be on the practice squad. What is your take, Weekly? I, I
1: agree with you. I think the three tight ends you got, those are my three tight ends. And I don't really think he's Reyes is too valuable. Because they said it's a broken project. You know, he got mm-hmm. a lot to learn. So right. he never played organized football. So maybe like the athleticism, abs- I can see that. But it's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I got the three you got, though. I see you same as Reyes on a practice squad.
0: Right. And then if somebody's plucking Reyes, who's going to put Reyes on their 53? I mean, you got some sorry teams out right there. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. You got the Houston Texans. Those guys are plucking everybody. Those guys have like about 120 people on the roster right now. And they're going to cut it down and cut it down and then still pluck some people. So I can see some sorry teams plucking the prospect and grooming them. Because, I mean, if you're going to be sorry and drafting number one overall, why not <laughs> You know, try to bring some young talent in? Steve, what is your thoughts on Simis Reyes making the 53?
3: Man, I am torn because outside, <laughs> outside, of, outside of quarterback. Uh, tight end is my favorite position on the team, and I, I just want them to feel two tight ends that can do so much because you can't stop it. Mm-hmm. We had we had the opportunity with, with Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed. We never did it. We have Logan Thomas, who's become a good tight end, and we don't know about Bates yet. He can run. He can block. He can, but Samus Ray's untapped potential, man, the athletic ability, you can't teach that. Uh, but I, I agree with you guys. I think he doesn't make the 53. I think he makes the press squad. They go with Ricky Seale Jones, but I believe they will call him up uh before the year's over because you got to get that man some special teams play you just got to get him on the field
0: there's no other way absolutely it's it's all about value in the 53 everybody is important ron rivera loves position flex that's my only knock like if you're not doing two things for us you're probably not going to be in the roster we're going to see some pretty good players this year get cut you can see a scenario where Harmon or agg or sims one of those three might not be here, one of those three might be in the practice squad, one of those three might get plucked. So that's why I say what I say because if you're in the 53, you got to be somebody who, who can step in and contribute.
2: If somebody gets hurt, that's just how it goes. Mike, talk to me, Simmons Reyes. Um, it depends on that practice squad rule that Steve just mentioned a couple of minutes ago. If the rule is still that no team can pluck you off of your um, off another team's roster, that's Reyes has to go on the practice squad for this year so they can, you know, season them up a little bit more. But if the rules are traditional, it does get interesting. Who's that third tight end? Like mm-hmm. you said, Logan Thomas and Bates. I feel like those two are locks. Speaking of Bates, I'm I'm kind of getting excited about that dude, man, because I, I feel like when he was at Boise, based on those, um, a lot of people said that he was, like, sprinkling, and I'm like – Y'all look at this dude and I see Sprinkle? Are you kidding me? The no first way. play was a same, right um scene route right for a touchdown. I'm like, right. Sprinkle wasn't doing that <laughs> in Arkansas. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> but anyway, the third tight end is probably will be Sills. Um, and that's okay. But like I said, that practice Yaru, it does throw a twist in it. Right,
0: right. Roger says, keep four tight ends. Thomas Bates, traditional tight ends. Um, Then he says, "Seals, Jones, Yelder, Reyes, practice squad. He won't sign with another team. Now, what I'm thinking is, um, next question actually, somebody was asking, does Logan Thomas get signed? Now, I think Logan Thomas gets signed, but here's the thing. If there's better tight ends coming into – free agency next year. Now, there's a guy that I'm, I've am i been pounding my chest for, and that's Hayden Hurst. I don't know if he's a free agent, but if he's a free agent, to be honest, I like Hayden Hurst over Logan Thomas. That's just me. That is just me. I think that Hayden Hurst is an all-around tight end. And he's so undervalued right now. He's so overlooked right now because they just drafted picks. Nobody's looking at Hayden Hurst right now. But do you guys think that Logan Thomas gets paid? And before you answer this question, just know that Logan Thomas wants to get paid like a top seven tight end. Let's start with Weekly. Talk to me.
1: Uh, can you guys hear me? Is my mic messing
0: up? Uh I think that's you. Okay. Talk to me, Steve. I'll come um, back to
3: you. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think he's worth top seven money. Uh this is his what fourth year as a tight end. Mm-hmm. And he's still, he's still learning a position. We're going back to our last subject, you know, Logan said he's in year four, and he's just now figuring out how to block. Blocking's right. hard to the tight end. So <laughs> he, do I want to keep Logan? Absolutely, man. He's at, he Coming from a quarterback to a tight end, it's just that dynamic. You, you understand the routes. You understand the timing. You understand progressions. Yes, mm-hmm. we need to sign him. Not top seven. I don't I don't know his comp because he, he's still so new, but maybe exactly. maybe maybe outside the top 10, top 15, top 10, maybe, but no, right. not not top seven by any means, no sir. Hey,
0: I'm with you. I'm with you because I'm sorry. If I'm gonna give somebody's top top seven tight end money, I rather get a guy like Hayden Hurst. I'd rather get a guy that just is just more polished, more crisp, because we still gotta see Logan Thomas one more year. Right. You got to realize Logan Thomas does not get himself open. He is schemed open because of that air correll that we run. So, right.
3: well, man, let just, me let, let yeah, me read you ahead. the top eight the top eight tight end salaries for, okay. for comps, right? You okay. got right. Darren Waller at number 8, Beast mm-hmm. Mode. Hunter Henry, Cameron Brayton, Austin Hooper, Zach Ertz, mm-hmm. who's a, who's donezo, Jonu Smith, mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. That's your top eight. Okay. He he ain't, he ain't there. Out of that group, I think He's
0: right there with Cameron Bray in terms of talent or yeah. production. We can say talent slash production because Bray is nice. <laughs> Bray <laughs> is nice. I think Bray goes, goes anywhere else and he just blows up. But So in terms of production, I'll say he's right there with um, – uh, um what's his name? Bray. I don't even know how Brake got
2: paid so much.
0: <laughs> he's the third tight end in Tampa Bay. What the heck are they doing?
2: Yeah, not sure. Tripping. But with, with Logan Thomas – and this contract, I, I kind of did the quick math a little bit. If you average the top um, seven salaries, you're talking around what a little over eleven million a year, mm-hmm. something like that. It, in theory, it doesn't sound like that much, but when you factor in the pre, the presumed increase of the um, salary cap,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: you might be able to spend that money a little bit for him. Right, but like right. you said, he gets schemed open a lot. So, do we want to put that much money on somebody that can probably be replaced with a mid-round rookie? Oh. Um, I guess it depends on what happens with John Bates this year, right? Why you put right.
1: you on?
0: I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Uh, <laughs> I got weekly, man. You sideways, bro. You sideways, but uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, Brandon just confirmed that Hayden Hurst is a free agent next year. That's a guy. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I mean, I'm going for it, man. Hayden Hurst. Is, I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, he he's a dude. Um,
3: I think Logan, said, Logan might take a. His, his numbers might take a hit next year with, with the weapons we added on offense Absolutely. and Gibson coming back. So we might be able to get him for, for mid-level money. It, it, I think it might just work out naturally if you, if you Absolutely.
0: think about that. Do you remember when Vernon Davis was here? I think Vernon Davis was getting like $6 million a year or something like that. And Vernon Davis was, I mean, even as a backup, he was a beast. You know what I'm Fast. saying? Fast. And Logan Thomas couldn't even do what Vernon Davis was doing at the age that mm-hmm. Vernon Davis was, was doing it. So Assange said, uh, twelve million two years. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair yeah. money. That's fair money. Even five million a year is, is I mean, that's an improvement making a two year deal. If he continues to progress and go up, then hey, go go somewhere else and be overpaid by somebody else. It will not be in DC. I, I don't
2: you that. know about I don't know about two year, 12 million cause um New York, the Giants, they just signed uh Rudolph for six million. So we might be short changing Logan a little bit. I say <laughs> Anything between 8 and 10 is more realistic Oof. for him. That's if, like that's um, like we said earlier about the market, that's mm-hmm. if what the market is commanding. But if, right. if, if no one's going to pay him the 8 to 10, he's not getting the 8 to 10.
0: No, that's true. That's true. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Like, the market has to speak. You know, it's all about the market. And, you know, because Ron Rivera always knows people's values and people know their values. So, it's always like that back and forth. But one thing that Ron Rivera will do, well, we're going to see. If you outperform your contract, you should get paid. Right. But we'll see if if Ron Rivera like this replaces Logan Thomas with another Logan Thomas. I mean, I can really see that. I can see him shopping at the Dollar General, bringing in another guy that nobody knows that hasn't really done much. And you say what? Because Ron Rivera says he likes to get people as they're on their way up, you know, so he likes to get people that are going to ascend. Um Weekly, talk to us about Logan Thomas. What do you think he gets paid this year?
1: All right, so he, he's 29, right? I didn't know he was that old, but he's 29. But Logan Thomas, he came in, you know, too much. A lot of us didn't know what he was and what he was capable of. So mm-hmm. he played really good for us last year. I think this year, if he does a little bit better than last, uh, last year, i say nine $9 million a year. Mm-hmm. I say nine, about nine. I, okay. oh, I wouldn't go over ten
0: though. No. Nah. Nine, ten, ten is cool, but I won't go over ten though. Nine is a lot for me, but I mean, <laughs> hey, I, I mean it's just okay. it just no, it's all about the market though. I mean, we can yeah. speculate and speculate. Who knows? Ron Rivera might reward the guy. I mean, Yo, he I, I, I never knew he was it, that, you know. that old. I
1: didn't
0: know he was 29. Yeah,
3: he's Man, been trying he, to he find was his late- way. He was lately older, coming out of Virginia Tech, and then he got drafted by the Cardinals as a quarterback. Remember, he played you know quarterback for, for three years. Then he transferred as a tight end. So,
2: yeah, I know I mean, um, the first time I noticed him um, with tight end was when we played the Giants in 2019, I think I was. And him and McKissick was like kind of cooking us that game. So mm-hmm. it was weird yeah. that they both ended up on the team the following <laughs> yeah. season.
3: He beat up on hey, Bra- us when he was in the Lions, too, with staff. Yeah,
2: he did. He did. Hey, Brandon makes a good point. Brandon says he's
0: 29 years old, but his body is extremely young. I mean, some of those years he's been in the league, he was holding a clipboard. You know, he was bringing coffees. I mean, he's fresh. He's fresh. fresh. So, (laughs) I mean, think about it. Delaney Walker is a prime example. That dude came in the league. He wasn't doing nothing. I mean, I'm talking about backups of the backups. You know, he was returning kickoffs as a tight end. Then he goes to Tennessee. As an old guy, as an older guy, and he starts to beast. And everybody's like, where did Delaney Walker come from? He was backing up Vernon Davis in San Francisco. Well, guess what? His jersey was dry every Sunday. He wasn't doing anything. So, <laughs> I mean, so when, you're, when your tires are fully threaded, you can kind of go. You can kind of go for a while. You can kind of go for a while. Um. So next topic, man, Um. we got to talk about Benjamin St. Juice, man. I am on the Benjamin St. Juice train. All right. I'm gonna let Weekly talk. Talk to me about what you see out of Benjamin St. Juice, what excites you, what does not excite you. What do you think about him this season?
1: So far, so good. Good things. I would, I'm not gonna lie, the pick at first, at I didn't see I, I wanted a wide receiver right there. So when we got him at three, I was just like, eh. The size is there, the length and everything, but not even one turnover on college, so that worried me. But I'm hearing all good things about him, so I'm on board. <laughs> i right. real. Like the right, right. pick at first, I wanted a wide receiver, but we got Diane Brown and his same Brown, so I was just like, okay. But I'm hearing all good things. You know, he's physical. He could play man. You know, he's long, so I'm on board now. At first, I, I ain't gonna lie, the pick I was just like, eh.
2: But, yeah, I'm (laughs) on board with him. Hey, Mike, man, talk to me. I have, honestly, as great of a player that it seems like he may be, I like that dude vibe. I heard him in interviews. He's coming from Canada, former Mm -hmm. hockey player. Like, the way he speaks, very intelligent, man. But going to football, people are saying that. um, Jordan from WFT uh, (laughs) Weekly he posted that <laughs> – I'm sorry for laughing. <laughs> he said that at minicamp, he was out there looking like um, Darrell Revis. And I'm like, whoa, can we please pump the brakes? I know it's minicamp, but dang, pump
3: St. <laughs> <Saint, Saint> Jude's <laughs> Island? Right. St. Jude's
2: <laughs> Island. Anyway, uh, that, lift, that, Island. Lift, that lift <laughs> that he has, it reminds me of those um, old Seattle Seahawks Seahawk cornerbacks when they were the Legion of Boom, them long physical mm-hmm. corners. Um, That can get up on you, press you, stay tight with that defensive line. It just does nothing but enhances his ability. So if it works out, that's an added bonus for the secondary. Tremendous bonus. Absolutely. Asan said, Benjamin St. Juice is going to be a beast.
0: This man is outstanding man corner with great length, uh, solid speed. Um, And the speed is really what worries me. If this guy, if his speed holds up, we got something here. I mean, we got the front four that's going to be able to create pressure. I already made my predictions that William Jackson III will have more interceptions this year than he's had his entire career. Look up the numbers, so I, it's not going to take much to, to you know, have a career here in interceptions. But yeah, I'm hyped on this uh, uh, draft pick. Uh, uh, Steve, man, talk to us.
3: Honestly, coming out of the draft, I mean, I, I I learned about him during the draft. I didn't really know much about him. I'm not going to lie. And honestly, until the last, until this mini camp OTA, the rookie mini camp, and then these. I, I didn't know much about him, but all you hear about him from, from the beat reporters are this man's plastering wide receivers. He's mm-hmm. making plays. He had what th- was it? three picks in three days. Yep. Um, it, and I, I think he was playing opposite of Fuller is what they keep reporting, not William Jackson. They don't have him in the slot. They have him on the outside. So that's going to change the dynamic of the of the secondary. Right. Absolutely. I, I, Jackson, Absolutely. Fuller and, and St. Jude. That's a yep. great problem to have.
0: Yep, yep. So I'm going to. So it's two things that I'm going to say about St. Juice, and I'm going to try to make it real short. So the first thing is if St. Juice, people are asking me, is St. Juice going to start? Do I want St. Juice to start? I don't want him to start. I want him to earn the start. It's a difference. I can want all I want, but he needs to earn this. And Ron Rivera does not give jobs away. That's number one. If he earns that spot, guess what? He's starting opposite of William Jackson. You're going to have two big physical corners that can play man press that can get, you know, look, anybody who has played hockey, I want him in the ring with me. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I want him in the ring with me as my tag team partner, first of all. So, you know, you have this tough corner, right? And if his speed holds up, he's going to be, he's going to be special. And what I'm seeing is that the third round seems to be our sweet spot. I mean, we're getting, we're getting steel after steel after steel. Now, if St. Juice moves to the outside, right? Now you bring in Kendall Fuller, one of the best slot corners in the entire NFL, back. That's another physical. He's he's more physical in the slot, right? But then Kendall Fuller, because of the position flex, you can play him at free safety. Well, guess what? You got Bobby McCain back there. They switch spots. And, and defense is, I mean, offense is like, what the heck is going on? Why is the free safety playing s- uh, slot corner in the slot corner playing free safety? Position flex. So it's gonna make the defense crazy it's gonna make the defense nasty if if a if, uh, fuller is, is on that inside and playing that free safety position so that just has me like going crazy but obviously we've seen Jimmy Moreland. we've seen the story before I get an interception here I get an interception here yay but it doesn't translate to Sundays <laughs> you know what I'm saying and right now it's still June so I'm excited. But at the same time, I'm tempering my expectations. Let me see what you look like in preseason, you know. But one thing I would say is that he's covering Terry. They said today he got like a pass breakup, and then he looked at Terry, kind of like how Iverson crossed up to Ron Lu and stepped <laughs> over him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey. That's what I was hearing today, and I'm sorry. That has me hyped because Terry loves to talk. We've seen in the past where Terry does something, and then, you know, he's, you know, shaking his head, banging his chest, so – I love to see that battle in iron, in, in, in iron sharpens iron. So it's going to help our corners to get better. It's going to help our receivers to get better back and forth. But one thing I would say is that the offense does not look good so far. The offense have not looked good so far. But I'm not worried. I'm not worried. But let's talk about Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson. I did a video a few days ago um, where I was, you know, looking at Antonio Gibson rookie year. Then I'm looking at. Uh, Christian McCaffrey rookie year they were coached by the same guys you know what I'm saying Gibson slightly had a better season because of the touchdowns but we all know that Christian McCaffrey is a whole nother animal he's like three positions in one slot wide receiver wide receiver running back whatever you want to call it you know what I'm saying so what is you guys' expectations of Antonio Gibson this season you know he is coming off of that that toe injury They say that it lingers. He didn't get surgery for it. I'm hoping that he's fully, fully healthy. If not, we're going to be rolling with Peyton Barber, who Ron Rivera said today he lost the baby fat. He said that he lost the baby fat at the age of what, 26 or 27. So, uh, you know, we got Peyton Barber. We got Patterson. Talk to me, Mike. Talk to me about Antonio Gibson
2: and what you're expecting out of him this season. So, personally speaking, I'm thankful for Tony Gibson because he helped me win the Dynasty League Championship last year. Him and Logan Thomas, matter of fact. Nice, (laughs) nice. But, um, yeah, that turf toe is concerning, though. I can't even lie to y'all. The turf toe is concerning. Um, If he stays healthy or if he can play, um, let's just say he's not going to play all 17 games. Mm -hmm. If he can get about 14 games in this season, I think it, it bodes well for him, and he will put up some crazy numbers in those 14 games. But right. that turf toe, we all know, even going all the way back to them Dion days back in 1990, mm-hmm. up late 90s, that turf toe is a killer. Right. Hey, Roger Smith said, hey, why not go ahead and grab
0: a veteran like TJ Yeldon? I mean, turf toe, it, you know, mm-hmm. he might be good now, but we're talking, you know, October, November. What does he feel like? You know, so – Hey, you know, turf toe is no joke. I agree with you, Roger Smith, and uh, Brian Ellis. He's out here. He's laughing at uh, Barbara and Lamar Miller. Yeah, those are our guys. Those are guys that we have, man. And and hey, we need more. Hopefully, Patterson is ready to go weekly. Talk to me
1: about Antonio Gibson. Man, I love Antonio Gibson. Year one, because I was when they when we released Adrian Peterson, I'm thinking what <laughs> Antonio Gibson play he didn't have that many snaps at running back and right. everybody just move on from AJ Peterson for Antonio Gibson. I boy, too. was too. but he was better than I thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Like I'm an Antonio Gibson fan, but like you are saying the turf toe that is dangerous. But if if, if can I give him my – third like he said 13, 14 games. So I feel like he'd right. he be better. He'd definitely be better in year two because mm-hmm. you gotta think he did all that with no OTAs, no rookie minicamp. And he true. came in and he would just He hit the ground running. so That's true.
0: So that's why I'm giving everybody the benefit of the the doubt, especially some wide receivers that people want to get rid of. I'm like, let's just let this thing play out. I mean, it's still June. We content creators. We're we're having fun. We're speculating. We're talking. That's what we're supposed to do. Steve, talk to me.
3: Uh, Yeah, y'all hit it on the nail on the head. The the turf toe concerns me. But even if he's healthy, I think he's going to be limited because of Scott Turner. And I know they were just easing him in, but – you got a former wide receiver playing running back, and you didn't throw him the ball in one few times last year. It was very aggravating. So, if the natural progression of his career, I don't want to see fifteen hundred yards. I want to see a thousand yards and give me five hundred receiving yards. That's what I want to see. You you line him up and and, and two tight ends, two wide receivers, and a running back against the base defense, and you split him out against a linebacker. Mismatch city. That's what I want to see. Tote is healthy, but. I got my eyes on Jared Patterson, not Lamar Miller, not uh, Peyton Barber. Jared Patterson, is I'm a with Bowling Ball. Bowl.
0: That's my guy, man. I'm look, that's my guy right there. If I had money, I'll buy his jersey. But hey, I'm trying to save more money I can, so I'm not buying that jersey just yet. But that's my guy. I'm excited about Patterson. Sp said, whose playing time will be affected the most by the absence of Ryan? I mean, of uh, yeah, Ryan Kerrigan." Well, I mean, I would say. Opportunities is going to open up for guys like, um, I don't think that Shaka Tony plays D end this year. I think he's transitioning into Sam linebacker, but we'll see what happens. I mean, they're going to use these guys different ways, but I mean, I'm hey, I'm not going to lie, backup edge still scares me. <laughs> we brought in some guys, we have two heel. I mean, we have guys that look knocking on wood if Chase gets hurt or you know, Montez gets hurt. Are we gonna play a DT at DE? I don't know, man. Talk to me, Mike. Man, like, who do you think gets some
2: PT with the absence of Kerrigan? James Smith Williams. I they like him. I heard him. I heard the buzz surrounding him towards the end of last year. I think he even played a couple, of, um, played in a couple of games, made a couple of plays late in the season, trying yeah. to pull up his. Yeah, he finished the year with a half a sack. Um, eight solo tackles. Yeah, he he might be enough to make it through. If you if Chase or Montez get injured for about three weeks, him and the other rookie may be enough to get your pass. Mm-hmm. Um, that, it, it makes me think about um, Rivera and Del Rio and just having their experience and trusting them to get us through that rough patch if we do lose one of the elite ends. Man, I hope they produce, because if not, I'm suing up, and I'm, hey, I'm going to give them the same production,
0: which is nothing. Okay? I'm giving them the same production, which is nothing. Weekly, man, talk to me about the d uh, and the uh depth that we have, and this is it a concern for you?
1: It is definitely a concern for me. It <laughs> definitely is. And I'm surprised we didn't try to get a veteran. So mm-hmm. I just yeah. trust the coaching staff. So whoever they're going, throwing there, I, I'm going to just leave he's <laughs> the best guy. Right. I you don't know too much about – None of them like Casey Tuhill, and eh, that's their guy, I guess. Jamie Smith Williams, he played pretty solid, but I don't the two young guys. I really don't know about.
0: Uh, what about you, Steve?
3: Yeah, same with you guys. The, the when you look at the roster and look who's playing defensive end, that shit's scary. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that I still I still kind of think they should have found a way to get Ryan Anderson on a, on a one or two year man, deal because man. he was a backup edge rusher. And none of if one if one of the bookends gets hurt, I don't know who any of these dudes are. So I, exactly. I could tell you, it's scary. I'm
0: worried, man. Like I said, I can give that same production that those guys can give, and there's nothing. Yeah. So it's a scary thing, but uh, Asan said that uh, Bradley, I mean, William Bradley King is doing well in camp. Okay. He's another guy that I've not even looked at anything. Like I'm not going to lie. The other day, I just looked at John Bates for the first time. I'm not going to lie. I just looked at John Bates for the first time, and he looks good from what I saw in the limited catches that he had. So I'm going to take a look at William Bradley King and just see if my confidence can grow. I don't know, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Which leads me to the next uh, question by one of the fans. They said, do you guys think that we sign anybody else or the roster set in terms of
2: competition and heading into the season? I'm going to start with you, Mike. I actually saw that question earlier when um, it was tweeted. And coincidentally, it's funny, you just asked a question about the DN and saying we should have signed someone or why didn't we? That could be the answer to that question. They could go out and get a vet. D gun that was released recently or that's right. still out there. Um, Do you all know of any off the top of your head that's available? Because I can't think of nobody. Right I mean, now.
0: I, I know Melvin Ingram. He's an edge, right? Yeah, or is mm-hmm. he a linebacker? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's decent. I mean, it's just you know probably coming off of injury, which is probably why he hasn't been signed. I know he's out there in terms of linebackers, which is another position that uh, I will. I will not mind another veteran to come in and replace Bostic. I- I'm done At with least the Bostick train. Yeah, I'm done with the Bostic. <laughs> so KJ Wright is out there. Somebody asked about KJ Wright. Do we sign a KJ Wright? I don't know, but there are guys out there weekly. What do you think?
1: So hmm. I feel like it's going to depend on if we get injuries and like trade Knock work well, Hopefully we don't. But I just, it depends on what positions we get injuries on in like training camp. So because for like Mike said, maybe the uh DN, somebody's get injured we we'll bring somebody in. But far as like corner, wide receiver, I don't see us breaking in like a skill position guy.
0: Absolutely. So, like you
1: said, I would definitely want to but I me personally, I would want us to bring another linebacker for the same reason you said I'm not really big on John Bostic, you know? So Right. What about you, Steve?
3: I mean, there's a reason there's no good players available because they're on the <laughs> team. <laughs> so I think it depends who if someone gets hurt in camp or what are we doing? Three preseason games. I, right. I would say no, but uh I you never know with, with Ron. Yeah, I mean, Justin
0: Houston. I forgot about him.
3: He's available? I think he's, he's, he's
0: available. Yeah. And he's not a bad one to have. He's not a bad one to have, that's for sure. But this is going to lead us to the last topic of the night. And Brian Ellis is is asking about Deshaun Watson. You know, Uh, It's not going to be really talking about Deshaun Watson. I think, like, I'm hearing, you know, there's rumors everywhere, but I don't think that we trade for Deshaun Watson. And then also, we don't even know what's going on with the legal issues. So until the legal issues are rectified, we can't even talk Deshaun Watson. But we can talk Aaron Rodgers. Look. Aaron Rodgers is going through some things right now, and I believe the next year is the year that the, that the Green Bay Packers trade him or let him go or whatever. This year, I think he finds a way to get on the field. If he's smart, play with Green Bay. This is your best chance to win right now. Like, like you're, you're already sure of the system. You don't have to learn anything else new. Stay with Green Bay one year, but, hey, I will not be mad if he comes to D.C. Now, before I pass this topic around to everybody, everybody wants these quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, the Russell Wilsons of the world, right? And then we are scared and complaining about the Bradley Kings of the world. But guess what? When we bring one of these quarterbacks, we're going to have a whole bunch of Bradley Kings on the roster. I just want to let you guys know now. So before you answer your question, fully think about it, because as we bring in these guys that are solid or elite, that are going to command elite money, just know we're already struggling to you know pay our guys, right? <laughs> you bring in an Aaron Rodgers or a Deshaun Watson or whoever, Deshaun Watson makes $40 million a year, so keep that in mind. You get that quarterback, you can't fill the rest of your roster. Mike, let me start with you.
2: Um, as far as Watson, like, I'll use a metaphor real quick. Like, if you if you see a girl and you're like, man, that girl is <laughs> hot, she look nice, but you see a whole bunch of BS surrounding this girl, bruh, <laughs> don't do it to yourself. Like, don't do it. Don't give up your time, your assets. Don't trade for that man. It's too hot. It's too risky. And as far as Rodgers, that's my guy. That is my dude. Like, I'm talking since Green Bay drafted him and after in front of Washington way back in 2004. Um, no, just no. Just, you're giving up too many picks. You're paying too much money. He's too old. It depends on what happens this year. Like if if Fitzpatrick gets us all the way to like a divisional round victory or something like that, and we come up short and they feel like we really are QB away, then fine, go get A ride and let's go. But I just don't think that'll happen. I think they'll be better off trying to find someone young and build around that. We're trying to play the lone game here. I feel you. Look, Brian Ellis, you out here talking about Ron.
0: You don't even know if Ron is going to be cool with Aaron Rodgers' behavior? <laughs> have you heard of Deshaun Watson's behavior? You're asking about Deshaun Watson, and you're talking about Aaron Rodgers' behavior? Come on, man. Come on. Weekly, man, talk to me about Aaron Rodgers or any quarterback you think that the football team can possibly add this season.
1: Okay, so I love Aaron Rodgers, and I would love to have him in Washington. But – I'm so, like, because we never had so much, like this is in a long time. We got so much talent in this roster. So I feel like if we get Rodgers, we're going to lose talent. And it's so much pressure for like us as fans. Like, okay, we got Rodgers now. Now we got to get it done, but we look, we're going to have to give up so much for Rodgers. So I would say, I don't, I would say no, I would have to say no, but I love Rodgers though. I would love to have him here, but I feel like it's too much pressure. We're we'll finally getting talented. Our, our roster is stabilized. If we get Rodgers, I think we might take a step back.
0: I, I mean, I agree. Because to get a Rodgers, what are you losing? Yeah. You're going to have to trade for him. Yeah, so it's like, right. okay, are you losing pain? You know, are you – okay, you lose pain, but then now you got Rodgers and you can't pay settle and you got to let go of Big Matt. Oh, because now we have a worse defensive line with no depth and a whole bunch of Bradley Kings. Yep. <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve, Steve Lindman, talk to us, man. Yeah.
3: I want Rogers. Yes. Is it the right move? Absolutely not. Look at the way he's building his roster. Yeah. Um, It's not going to work. Rogers will not work here. I think he's building the roster. So when it is time for a quarterback, he will draft one or find a young one trade for like a, maybe Jordan love example, not saying him exactly, but someone who's on their first term deal. Cause look at all the guys having success, man. You got to find a quarterback on their first term deal. If you really want to make it work and then you build around and you grow with them. And we don't have that. That's why I still think they're going to go Kyle Allen, Taylor Honecky next year, man. Or (laughs) Hey, if we can get Spencer Rattler, if we can get Spencer Rattler next year, I'm all, I'm all in, I'm all in, but no, no Aaron Rodgers. I would love to have, it's just the price and the culture. I just don't think it fits.
0: No, I feel you. Hey, have you guys heard of uh, Malik Willis?
3: Oh, yeah. Louisville? That's he's,
0: not a, not, uh, um, uh, he's at Liberty.
3: Liberty. He was supposed okay. to be
0: at Auburn, and um, Bo Nix took his job, and he went to Liberty, and he's tearing it up. I know it's Liberty, but just watch the guy's film. He's like a Lamar Jackson mixed with a Michael Vick, but with an arm of a, maybe like a Russell Wilson. I mean, he's okay. nasty.
3: Did he throw to AGG? No, he didn't throw to
0: AGG. So AGG okay. was gone, and then he got there as a transfer. Okay. But man, the more like, I want to see him play this season after he plays this season, then I can kind of say, OK, he's this or he's that. But from what I've seen on tape, he's nasty. But um SP had a great question. He says, do you guys prefer the Herney and Mayhew regime Ooh. or the Kyle Smith regime? That's a good one.
3: Give me Herney Mayhew. <laughs> Same here. Even in, uh, even in year year one, I, I can already see the result. Of the team being built better, but I think Kyle is. Smith was limited by Bruce Allen. So I don't want to knock on Kyle Smith, but give me Herney Mayhew.
2: It's that I, maturity I, that I that maturity that Herney and Mayhew is bringing that that veteran that experience. It does seem like they're putting in more of a complete team than what Kyle Smith was doing. Not saying that Kyle Smith was building the it bad. It's just you can clearly see what. Happen, what's happening right now? They know the strength of the team and they're building around that. They're not mm-hmm. rushing to anything. They're not rushing to trade or anything. They're just taking their time putting together a team for long term success. And it's been so freaking long since we had that. So I'm excited. Absolutely. I love that question. What up, Christian Miller? My guy, my guy, man. Welcome to the stream.
0: Um, so I got to ask this question. I know we, we are running out of time, but somebody had a good one. They said, do you guys think that Ryan Fitzpatrick makes it through the entire 17 games this season? Let me start with Steve on this one.
3: Mm, do I think he makes it through? Okay. Do I want him to make it through? Yes. Will he make it through? I'm going to say No only because i know our fan base we clamor for the backup quarterback that's just what yep. we do we don't know any better because we're, we're stupid um and so by week four but the first bad game he has people are going to be screaming taylor heineke is yep. and then it and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse so i don't think he makes it i want him to make it absolutely this is the best right. team he's ever played on
2: right right what about you mike no, he's not going to play all seventeen, and I I have nothing else to base it on other than this just being Washington D.C. Like it just it doesn't happen in this city for some reason. Um, rather it's bad a uh, bad quarterback play or quarterback controversy. Like he's not going to play all seventeen.
0: Okay, what about you, Weekly?
1: It's kind of what Steve said, man. I wanted him. I wanted him to play all seventeen games. This is the best team he ever been on. And last year, I don't think he should have got game. But mm-hmm. our fan base, though, once he has two, three bad games, you know, we're not gonna be behind him. So I don't look, think he plays all seventeen games, look, but I want him to though.
0: I will say this: he plays all seventeen games. You know why? You said yeah. Because you want to. Yes. You know why you want to keep Terry, McLaurin happy, and I'm telling you. Terry is going to be having his best season this year. <laughs> Look, up until week eight, Terry's going to be like a top tier, almost elite wide receiver. And I'm telling you right now, guys like Dayami Brown are going to be having success with that deep ball. Curtis Samuel is going to be having fun. This offense is going to be nice. Obviously, inter- interceptions and turnovers could cause a coaching change. To you know, I mean, not, not a coaching change, but a. You know a change in quarterback, but I'm telling you, he plays all 17. He's going to make enough plays. This is the best team he's ever played on. Had he played all the games last year, they would have won at least 11 or 12 games. I agree agree with that. I'll say that. I mean, and he's going to build on that. He's going to be. I think last year was one of the best seasons of his life. He's just going to build on that. He's going to build on that. I'm not saying that he's going to lead us to the promised land, but what I'm saying is that he is a starting quarterback. He's, he's a starting quarterback, and I think he has a chance to do some
2: good things for us. The last question of the night. Go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say Alex Smith was trash last year. I don't care what anyone says. That man was <laughs> he trash. Was. That Eagles game that Eagles game was the worst winning <laughs> quarterback by- performance <laughs> I've ever seen so I'm like look Fitz if you could just play better than this we good right like, and that's why I trust that man for real man
0: alright guys so we come into the last topic of the night man this stream is so fun but we gotta end it soon question is so as you answer this question let the people know where they can find you on social media who is your offensive rookie of the year for us And who is your defensive rookie of the year for us?
2: Mike, kick it off for us. Um, For offense, I'm really feeling John Bates, man. I got a feeling. I'm not saying that he's going to supplant Logan Thomas, but it's just something about that dude and us lacking a second tight end last year. I think that'll open up a lot for everyone, and he will benefit. And as far as defense, I would love to go with Jamin Davis. But the way people talking about St. Juice, he may have more of an impact um, at cornerback based on what they're saying so far. I haven't heard anything about Jamin Davis yet. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so- um, Oh, and as far as my uh, Twitter handle, it's um, at Mike from Southwest, or abbreviation for Southwest SW. And um, check me out on Eddie and Mike, the podcast, on every podcast platform you could think of. And, um, yeah, we talk about every DMV sports, not just watching the football team. So, yeah, just check us out. And I just want to thank Manny for having me. Like I told him, it's just an honor to be on with him.
0: Absolutely, man, absolutely. Hey, one thing I would say about John Bates is that my guy, Corey DeSanchez, he says that he has an upside of a George Kittle. Mm. Hey, they were used similarly in the blocking game, so we don't really know what he can be in the passing game. So all I'm saying is from the little clip that I saw, I got excited about John Bates like the rest of the folks that are excited about John Bates. So I would say that I got to give a shout out to my guy. He just came on the show right now. T-Ho. What's good. Appreciate you hopping on the stream. It's never too late. You can always go back and catch the replay. So it's all good. Uh, Redskins Weekly, man. Talk to us.
1: All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Redskins Weekly Underscore. And on YouTube, same thing, Redskins Weekly Underscore. Mandy, thanks again for having me on the show. Uh now you said the rookie uh, offensive defensive player, right? Yes. So defense, I'm gonna go with our first round pick, Jamin Davis. You know they putting a lot on his plate now, but I think he's gonna be a stud because you know Jack Darrio and Ron Rivera his linebacker positions, so I think he's gonna be our defense. And uh, offense, I don't. I'm gonna just go with Diamond Brown. That's who I think is gonna be Diamond Brown. You know you got Curtis. Uh, You got Terry and Diami, so I feel like he's going to get a lot of opportunities to make plays downfield for us, so I'll just go with them two. All
0: right. Steve, talk to us. All
3: right. My offensive uh, rookie of the year is going to be Samuel Cosney. I think he's going to be filling a position in need wherever he plays, wherever he plays. I don't know where that's going to be yet. And uh, Defensive. I, I gotta go with uh Jamin Davis just because I think it's a position where there's nobody everyone else sucks. Uh you know, I can put Ko in there. So I'm gonna say Jamin Davis. I was gonna say Dax Mill, and but y'all y'all was gonna clown me. So uh, nah, nah, for offense. Nah. Yeah, Jamin Davis will be my uh, defensive rookie of the year. Y'all can find me uh Steve Lim underscore DC on Twitter. I'm with the Washington football addicts. We're also putting out same things, uh Manny and, and the crew uh and, and uh uh, like everybody else, putting out watch the football content, you can find us in any of uh, your podcasts or, or YouTube. So go check us out, Manny. Thanks for having me, fellas. It was great kicking it with y'all, talking some uh, watching football life, as life, always.
1: Likewise, absolutely.
0: So I'm gonna answer two questions that I see in the crowd. Uh, T-Hole says, Will Jarrett Patterson make the team this year? Yes, he will make the team. He will make the team. Somebody said, Uh, something about Harmon or Cam Sims. I'll probably go with Cam Sims just because of what he did last year. I mean, yeah, me Harmon, Harmon got to show us that he can stay healthy. Um, for my defensive rookie of the year, you guys know I'm on the juice train. You guys know I'm on a juice train. I got the juice in my cup, juice train. Um, I think he, look, if he starts and if what I think in my head happens, oh man, number one defense in the NFL. Number one defense in the NFL. Mm. Um, That's my defensive rookie of the year. My offensive rookie of the year for the football team, (sighs) I could go Dayami Brown. I am going to go Dayami Brown. Why not? I was excited to get this guy in the third round. I mean, think about it. We've gotten Terry in the third, Antonio Gibson in the third. We just continue to get gems in the third, St. Juice in the third. Matter of fact, trade our first and second round picks with three to four third round <laughs> picks. Look, I'm all in. Just give us, we'll trade our first next year for the next seven years worth of, of third round picks. I'll make that deal because we continue to get stars in the third round but um guys man thank you guys so much for hopping on the talking sports with manny youtube channel if you guys are new to the channel please like please subscribe please share we do this a uh, weekly uh, um weekly show every wednesday 9 30 central 10 30 eastern time you guys know how we do it we got people in the crowd coming in chiming in this is the back row redskins show this is the crew this is the episode i love you guys peace right, yeah
1: man
3: peace
0: absolutely